Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, now, two guys who sip a beer faster than Aaron Rodgers chugs one. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hey, Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 399. It's one less than 400 for you math whizzes out there. This is Detroit Lions race to free agency. we got a lot to talk about. It's the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my gorgeous, never-aging co-host, Jeff, the Riz Risen. How are you doing, gorgeous? It is good to be back with you in person this week after I had to call in last week. It's nice to be back and, and have my face on the screen. <laughs> yes, yes. Nothing against Andy and his, uh, his incredible picture but uh i've been busy all week because of that (laughs) it's 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 nice to be back yes great 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 great. thank thank you andy by the way for for subbing for me last week um you did a great job i actually went went back and listened to the show as chris knows i do not listen to podcasts that i'm on i i just get weirded out by that i I don't listen to my radio spots either (laughs) and uh so so for me to listen like to the show when i do a call in is rare and I did last week and it was very good. So decent show. Job. Would you listen normally? I would. I absolutely <laughs> would. There you go. Um, hey, Flounder, any chance Andy's considering a spring bikini shoot? We'll get on that. That would be, that would be, <laughs> oh, yeah. how you doing, right? Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. A um, lot going on this week. And Riz, uh, you know, I talked to you before the show. I'm leaning on you. This has been the week from HE double hockey sticks for me at work. OMG. I literally found out today. At 3 o'clock that Monday, I'm going to be on a flight up to Philly to one of our sites for this massive summit to do a bunch of work. And I'm just like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that. We got a lot to talk about. We got we got free agency coming. We've got, you know, restricted free agent stuff. We've got uh, um, that we signed somebody back, you know, that wide receiver position. That's so important. Quarterbacks are going crazy all over the place. We got... Scott Bischoff from Woodward Sports joining us. We have an awesome show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Ooh, baby. All right. Let's see. We'll get right into it here. This is this is absolutely crazy. I uh, love you guys in the chat. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll get more of your, your chats up on the we screen will. here quick, quickly. Um, next week, as I was alluding to, is absolutely nuts. I've been trying to put together reservations through the you know corporate stuff. Get my <laughs> planes, try to get a seat that's not de- not bad, hoping for the upgrade, the whole thing. So anyway, I'm flying out Monday. I don't fly back till Friday. I am nuts to the wall every day. Of course, on the 16th, we're morning to night, like first thing, butt crack of dawn through the end of the day. And then it's like, hey, let's do a, a dinner with her. So I'm, I'm going to be gone to like 9 p.m. on the most important day of free that agency. Is the, that, that is the day that free agents can officially sign as of 4 p.m. <sighs> now, I, I'll, I'll ease your pain a little bit, Chris. I don't think the Lions are signing anybody next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
but we're going to hear some things anyways about what's going on. There's, so there's, there, there, will, there will be some interesting players moving. There will potentially be a couple of Lions who were on the Lions in 2021 who are signing somewhere else. We will see. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so there's a lot going to happen. There there will be a lot happening, and whether it's the Lions doing it or somebody else, it'll affect the Lions on the, along the way. It will. We'll talk about it. We'll get on that. Don't worry. Um, so what are we going to do? We're not going to not cover it, right? I mean, come on. Let's poof. So here's the deal. You do a corporate dinner, what happens? You wind up drinking a little bit. So I will definitely be catching up on the news throughout the day, and then I'll probably do like a video and upload it to YouTube Wednesday night um, in whatever state I'm in at that point. I know Riz has talked about we're, we're trying Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're going to get some some uh, YouTube videos, no live streams, but some good videos up for you guys about the news, yeah. what's happening, who's doing what, what it means for the Lions. So we'll have that going on for you. And then. Oh, oh, and and Colin, you haven't heard it yet, but we're going to ask you to do some, too, if you can. Uh, And then (laughs) on Saturday, beautiful, beautiful Saturday, Riz and I will do a makeup show because we can't let you go a week without these gorgeous faces. These That's for sure. Yeah, we will do a makeup show. I will be live on location in Indianapolis. Uh, My daughter is playing in a basketball tournament there. It's her last one of the season. Can't miss it. Uh, but I will have a lot of time in between games and around games. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have fun with that. So we don't know. We will probably won't know until Friday when I will be available to do it. So stay attention. Make sure you're subscribed uh, to everything so you know when we're going to be on, on air because we won't know until it's not, it's not going to be a normal scheduled time. This is the long and the short of it. Yeah. Just subscribe, hit the bell, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, also Twitter, you can watch us on Twitter. That's a good way at Jeff Risden and at DET lines podcast. We'll, we'll try to communicate the best we can. We would, we would give you a call directly if we had your we number, would. but you know, here we are, you guys, you, you really don't, don't want us to have your phone number. That's just <laughs> probably better that way. All right. So, uh, Detroit fat man, fan man. Sorry. I didn't mean that. That was, I, I misread that. I'm, I'm a jerk. My bad. Detroit fan man looking at the one steel makes me feel like golf wasn't truly on the market. hundred percent. I don't think golf was ever on the market. I don't, I don't think golf would no. ever have been referred to as being on the market. Uh, it's just not, just not a thing. He's that, too that was, that was a fabrication by somebody with too much time on their hands on the toilet. Yeah. Ooh. Or wherever, yeah. Alan Robinson to the D. I'll talk about that a little bit. I'll talk about that. Yeah, we, we will There's talk something about that. to that uh, I that I, I, I've started to. You know how it is. I you know don't. Me. I, <laughs> I think I think Alan Robinson wants Detroit more than Detroit wants to pay Alan Robinson. It's, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah, that. We will. Ooh, we'll talk about that. You know. You know. You know. Okay. A lot going on with free agency. A lot yes, of stuff going yes. on. Yes. But um, so we got that. We will Saturday have a podcast for you. So don't so don't miss out. Just giving yeah, you guys some house doing some housekeeping at the head of the show here as we get started. Um, and I apologize. I mean, I, I wanted really, really, really uh, to do the uh, the the Wednesday show with all the action. It's always so fun. But you know, as much as your super chats are, are helping the show and, and and the Patreon and all that is great. <laughs> the real other job. You're, pays you're not you're not giving up the day job just <laughs> yeah. yet, are you? No, yeah. no, no. The other job pays for the the podcast. Really, okay. Let's talk about what's going on. And Riz, welcome back. Good to have you back. I, as much as I I love Andy to death, right? And I love having him on the show. Absolutely. It's just you get a, you have a groove. You know what I mean? You it's have different. It's different. Yeah. It I, I couldn't not look at his picture. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get talking about the Lions' most recent signing, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds joins the Detroit Lions as a wide receiver. I want to just allude to something because we 
somebody got really uptight on Twitter and, and, and I, I say this and I don't begrudge them at all. Right. Uh-oh. About the, saying that later in the off season, we're going to talk about the, could Jared Goff have done it in LA question. Right. Cause, cause there's, it's a good valid conversation to have, right. Signing Josh Reynolds is part of that conversation because they showed the, the, the third down attempt, um, distance, I believe it was. Chart. I'm working from memory here. And uh, look, you know, golf at the bottom, and 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 Stafford at the top, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's that's that tells part of the story. But we've talked about this, and I'm going to go through these numbers really quick again. Riz, Jared Goff needing weapons and having weapons because. We, well, we know where, where Matthew Stafford was before. He, he, we didn't get a playoff game. We also know that quarterback wins are not a statistic, right? So Jared Goff when Cephas or Reynolds played 50% or more snaps. So there was nine games in which that happened. 70.3. The first two in the last seven. Yep. 70.3 completion rate, 248 yards per game, two touchdowns per game. 0.44 interceptions, 104.13 passer rating, and 7.758 air yards per attempt. Okay? Not bad. Without Cephas or Reynolds for five games, this was 63% uh, completion rate, only 202 yards a game, 0.2 touchdowns per game, 0.8, double the interceptions per game, a 72.1 passer rating, and less than five yards per attempt via the air having your weapons matters for any right. quarterback but in particular with this the 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 level of talent we had in this team for Jared Goff Josh Reynolds signing is a good one this is a, a good solid safety move for this team it absolutely is and just to clear up a little bit on what the third down re- thing that you're referencing it's the percentage of times that you throw to the sticks or beyond on third downs Thank you. And Goff was last in the league before Josh Reynolds arrived. And the last six games that Jared Goff played in, he moved up to 16th in the league. That's that's league average. That's considerable improvement. Now, that also coincides with with Dan Campbell taking and Ben Johnson taking over the offense and some things changing. Um, DeAndre Swift being out for a good portion of that time. TJ Hawkinson being out for that entire time. there's, There's confluences there. But Josh Reynolds certainly helped, and and you saw the impact that Josh Reynolds had in I, I I saw it anyways in how Goff was more confident in his ability to look down the field and see Hey, I know that guy where he's going to be. I know where he's going to be you know, there. And you saw how it impacted Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. It gave him more room to operate. And guess what happened? Amon Ra was one of the best receivers in the league, regardless of status over the last five six weeks of the season. That's. Josh Reynolds deserves some credit for that. The price tag, 100%. price tag, six six million dollars a year for two years. We don't know exactly how it's broken down yet. It's not up on the NFLPA's site or Spot Track or over the cap, but it's it's not a bad deal that 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 you're getting a guy that caught thirty one passes in six games. That's five a game. That I'll take that. Yeah, um, you need him. He's he's not your number one. He's not he's not solving the issues. They still need a number one wide receiver. Um, pending Cephas's health, they still need another number outside receiver too. Still but number uh, one. I, I like Cephas. I, I think he's a great. He's not. An, he's he's just. He's, he's not, not your no. You if you get a number one, a real number one, and spend the money there, 
you, no. it elevates the quality of your whole receiver core. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But if it you does. if you put someone like Cephas as your number one, it, it's he's not, he, he's a hell of a number two. And then you have Reynolds is is in there. Is, is uh, see, I would you know, say I, I want Quint, if he, if Quintus Cephas is higher than your number four receiver on your roster, you're in trouble. You point. need help. Good point. Good point. And uh, Reynolds can be three. I kind of prefer him as a four, though. But Amon Ra can be your 1A or 2, whatever you want to call it. But th- to get the dude that Ben Johnson told us about in, in the in the media session in Indianapolis, where he wants a guy that can stretch the field vertically and be a big target in the red zone. That's what he wants. And let me let me and really speak. Let, I mean, let's, let's make that go happen. And, and, and you know, you're, you're right. I'm thinking Amon Ra. I'm in my mind putting Amon Ra on the slot. I'm not, and he can play outside okay. and inside, right? But that's why I'm saying I'm not calling him a number two, right? That's why I'm saying, okay, Cephas right. or Reynolds is your number two, your other outside receiver, your number two gotcha. outside receiver. Gotcha. Uh, and that's it's that's probably a mistake on my part because I'm in rock and switch all around. And I believe if they're smart and they are smart, I'm in will switch inside to outside and they will really confound defenses by moving him into different positions on the field. And by the way, Reynolds can move a little bit too. He can play out of the slot. Didn't do it a lot here. They actually tried that in, in Tennessee, and that's why he wound up in Detroit because it yeah. didn't work. Yeah. But he, he does have some of that ability. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right. So we've, we've got all that going on. on. Weird stuff here. We want to talk about <laughs> – we got a lot going on. We want to we bring should. somebody in. We've got somebody here. we got a guest. we got the, 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 the guest with the most. And let's get him in here. Let's see if we can make this work and bring in our guy, Big Scott Bischoff from Woodward. Hi, guys. Yes. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Good. Great. Good to see you, Scott. Welcome. Nice welcome home from, you from, from middle school Great. wrestling. Oh yeah, <laughs> glorious. Did you win? <laughs> oh, I'm getting my ass kicked. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I'm admit. getting better. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh man, it's so good to have you on. It's it's. Why do we do this? Why do we wait so long, Scott? I don't know. It's it's great to be here. I'm happy to join you guys. I, re- I am. It's awesome. Yeah, it's Good. always great to talk to you. We got a lot to talk about today because there's so much going on in the NFL and and you have so much, so much to offer yeah. that it's 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 almost hard to, to, to start somewhere. But I, I, I want to start with well, I, I want to I hit Scott real quick to just finish what we were talking about. We were just talking about Josh Reynolds, your thoughts on bringing him back. I think honestly, I think it's a bit of a no brainer. The um, the way he unlocked whatever it was for golf. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, noticeable. I mean, there was a a large difference in what that offense looked like pre Josh Reynolds and post Josh Reynolds. I think Goff is uh, clearly a guy who needs to trust his receivers to yes. to be comfortable. He's, I mean, he is not a uh, throw guys open quarterback at all. He needs to see it. And he needs to trust his receivers. And there was an element of that. I know it doesn't make a ton of sense because the player that it really unlocked was Amon Ross St. Brown. I think it makes all the sense in the world because it, it, yeah. it, it created opportunity for Amon Ra that didn't exist when there was there, no one there to cover, right? <laughs> yes. But it's it, it just it seemed like there was something psychological, something in Josh Reynolds coming here that made that just uh gave Jared Goff some confidence that was not there. And perhaps altered their play calling a touch. We um, maybe there was some some communication happening between Josh Reynolds and some of the receivers in the group as to hey, this is what's worked for Jared Goff in the past. And being down there and looking at the way he moves, he moves different than their their receivers. He mm-hmm. just does. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he glides. He, you know, I'm not saying he's fast and explosive and all that stuff. He just he moves different. Yeah. So yep. I, there's an element of uh, I just think it's a no brainer. I mean, I don't know that the money, the 12 million or whatever it was, six million a year. You know, what's the worst case scenario? He he hits all those escalators and all the good stuff in that contract to pay him that and. It's good stuff. That's why so, you're paying yeah. them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I do think in where they are with uh, with trying to make golf work, it, it is a no brainer. One of the yeah. things we talked about, and this is kind of goes a little under the radar, uh, was how well golf did with either Cephas or Reynolds to, there for more than half the snaps. He was he was a different quarterback. In t- his passer rating was, I think it was, we just talked about it. I have to go back and look again. It was like, without those two, his passer rating was 72. With those two, it was 104. I mean, you, you, you're talking about a significant difference. His his interceptions doubled without them. Um, it, a, lot, a lot of interesting, it, those two guys unlocked that offense for Jared Goff. And and Quintez, it, you know, he he made a difference too. It was it's kind of why we kind of looked at the data, and it's like we got to pull Quintez into this because he and Reynolds had a little bit of the same effect on the offense for Jared Goff, and it's like huh, this is interesting. Yeah, I mean, Cephas has has been forgotten about. Um, I mean, a little bit to the to the receiver group. You know, they're in a better position now than they were a year ago when the Lions ignored that position until round four. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, tough. That's tough. PJ there's a decision there, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I think that's something that we need to talk about. But, yeah, I, I mean, I expect him to address it. I, you know, I just don't know that. Uh, Jeff, I, uh, what do you think? I mean, you think you're going to spend a ton of money on free agency at, at that position? I don't. I think I think they're going second. I don't think they're going after Allen Robinson. Um, we saw Mike Williams was off the market. Uh, a couple of the other guys, Chris Godwin's off the market. <laughs> Uh, somebody else was also off the market that I didn't expect to, to be off the market and uh, I'm blanking on it, but I'm looking at Byron Pringle, um, Christian Kirk, that level of wide receiver. Mate, mate, probably not Richard Higgins, probably somebody better than that, but that's that's the ilk of player that I think that they're going to address in free agency. And that means that you're getting your number one out of the draft somewhere because Let's those hope. guys aren't number ones either. Yes, but talent that you can add to the room uh i mean oh, i do yeah. think that there's a Those guys can play. russell russell gage is another example of a guy that fits into that that mold as well yes that's a perfect name i mean that that is a perfect player to come here because really good route runner detailed route runner you know I, I do think that golf does have there is a you know a mold um whether it's a holmes thing or a golf thing whatever it is they need you know you, you want guys who run really good routes who are efficient with their feet who separate quickly and can get to their landmarks on the field where Goff knows they'll be there. And that's where he's most comfortable. I mean, we can all, whether we want Goff to work or not, whether we think he can work or not, it's in the best interest of the Lions if he does. Right, right. Yes. DJ, that, we will always agree. <laughs> DJ Chark, we're getting in the in the um, in the chat. I'm all in on Christian Kirk. I think he's a great ad and could, could, if if he if he continues you know to grow and be what he is, he can be around for a long time. He can give you a lot of years of service. That's why I kind of like that you can invest now and get something for more than you know. You, you sign twenty nine year old or twenty eight year old. It gets kind of hard, right? It gets the, you're, they're kind of put into the end. It's are they going to be here 
you ready for this? When the Lions are good? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, they could be good next year, Chris. Well, yeah, they could be. But I don't know that <laughs> they're going to be. Be, be making that push. And is, is next year getting yeah. into the playoffs the push that you want? And then you're already starting to retool some of these guys. I'm like, eh, I think you yeah. want to build that core. And I think that's kind of what yeah. last the year was The other thing about. you're doing with a guy like that, that, is that you're, getting, you're getting the guys that we talked about, Pringle, Gage, um, Kirk. That's the level of Marvin Jones when he came here. That's the level of Golden Tate when he came here. That those worked out pretty darn well. Getting that that not the top tier, not paying for the Kenny Galladay's of, of the free agent world, but paying for that next tier. That that seems to be a pretty sweet spot, and I I, I like that concept for for what Detroit's trying to do, especially in a wide receiver draft that is so good yep. for so far. Deep into the draft, mm-hmm. you can get you can get an alpha dog at thirty four this year. Mm-hmm. You certainly can. I I think you can get a uh, you can get a really good player even at sixty six. Like yeah, Sky like Moore, David maybe. Bell at sixty six. I mean, like, you know, like I know he ran four six four, but I I don't care. He can play. <laughs> There's something you know about. What? Brad Holmes doesn't care either, and I love that he said it in his combine press conference. I'll paraphrase: We're not looking at the forty times we watch film. Yep, we we do get, we do look at their GPS things, but we watch film. Do they look fast on film mm-hmm. in game well, the- situations? And and he didn't he didn't come out and say it, but the implication was very clear. They don't give a crap about the forty yard. Dash. Well, let's let's and, let's talk about that. Dan, let's- Dan has Dan has said that as well. He said it in this, at, during the Senior Bowl broadcast yes. when he was, they were interviewing him on the sideline. He's like, "I don't really give a damn about the forty. I not does he does he look like he's running fast?" Here's a perfect there's example. No re- there's no reason to give a crap about the 40. And Aiden Hutchinson gave it away this year. He said it when he was interviewed. Because they said, now that the combine's over, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, well, I've got to work and get back into football shape, yada, yada. What they're doing, and we talked about this in the Slack, they're getting into Olympic athlete shape for the yeah. combine. They're ch- they're changing their weight. They're changing the way they're built. They're changing how they do things so that they can run these little drills particularly well and then it's like okay now i've got to get back into football shape that four four forty four three five forty is not football speed for these players and that's why you say hold on am i am i drafting the olympic athlete or am i drafting the football player that's why they look at film and see what do they have on film and and why that matters so much more than just running between the laser pointers in, in indy yeah and, and like as an example there's Traylon burks he ran four five five at 225 pounds. I don't think that's slow. But then when you look at some of the GPS data, there was somebody, I don't know exactly where this was, but somebody tracked him on a long touchdown uh, catch this year at over 22 miles an hour at 225 pounds. So, you know, sometimes, Jeff, I don't know how much exposure you you have to Burks, but he is not slow. No, he's not slow. Is he? No, this, this so, is not Anquan Bolden, folks. This is this no. is this is this isn't Jarvis Landry. This is this is a guy who can pull away from defensive backs and linebackers and from ran, SEC defense. Ran, ran the hell away from Christian Harris in Alabama. Yeah, no problem. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I know what play you're talking about. It's that that back shoulder catch on the sideline. Yep. Where he splits the you know the corner and the safety and runs away from yeah. both and goes for like seventy Christian yards. Harris, Christian Harris ran what four four six. Yeah, he did. He didn't come close to staying with no. Traylon Burks on in the game. No, so I mean, there's an element of that, and, and you know, to, specific to David yeah. Bell, I don't think David Bell's fast like Traylon Burks is fast, 
I but agree. he separates in his routes early. He separates in the middle of his routes. He's a, I mean, it's a little bit of what we talked about for Goff. You know what he's going to give you. Plus, he's a, he's kind of an alpha blocker. He's a dog as a blocker, which Holmes is is. I mean, it's kind of one of the last things you consider when you're looking at like the elite receivers. Are they good blockers? But Holmes has made it clear that that matters. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he, that's what he loved about Amon Ra. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Amon Ra did, went out there and, and did his duty. <laughs> he went out and blocked like he was supposed to and, and you know, earned everything he got this year. And it looks he's, he's definitely looks to be on a on, on the upward kind of trajectory. And I think them spending the time and the, and the money in the free agency and in the, in the draft on the wide receiver position that they absolutely neglected last year, other than Amon Ra, is only going to make him and the team a lot better. Let's I, I want to get into something just right off the top draft. I got my eggs got scrambled this week, Scott. <laughs> I was Uh-oh. really I was really a Kyle Hamilton guy. I, I understand positional, you know, this is ahead of the combine, right? Um, I understand, you know, positional value and all that. Kyle Hamilton is not only a need, he's a just at safety. He's just incredible athlete, probably one of the best athletes in the in the draft. Combine happens again. Not an Olympic runner. That was a little disappointing. I expected a little more speed out of him. Hutchinson, oh, my God, he just kills it out there looking great. And then we we find out that, well, you know, maybe Hutchinson is moving to the 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 uh, top of the board for the Jags. And I'm kind of out on Kyle at two. I don't even know what to think anymore. I, I'm like, everything just got destroyed in like four days. And I'm just, I, help me out here. What do you think? It just, so, right off the top at two. Okay, so Cam, I don't know that the Cam Robinson extension really changes anything. It's one year. Mm-hmm. They extended him last year for a year. Mm-hmm. That is not making a commitment to a player. They have Juwan Taylor, who's who is entering his fourth year, his last year on his rookie deal, and he's played he's awful. He's played very <laughs> adequately to poorly. And then behind them is Walker Little out of Stanford, who was a second-round pick last year, who missed – the 2019 season, he played one game in 2019 and tore his ACL. He opted out of 2020. He hadn't played in two years. I don't know what he looked like last year in practice. I have no idea. All I know is that that's all, that's what they have in the that's room. Their, that's their tackle room. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, like you, you take Matt Nelson there. He's their starting right tackle. No question about it. It's just It just seems like it's it's uh, it would be completely irresponsible for Doug Peterson. Now, Trent Ball, he's a whole other story, but – it seems like if you look at Doug Peterson's history with the Eagles and their desire to load up at tackle, I just think it's unreasonable to think that that a uh, franchise tagging a player and giving him sixteen million dollars when you have three billion in cap space really means all that much. So Scott, we'll see, right? That, I mean, that's that's the point that has to be hit. They had to do it to spend money. Like because free agents don't want to go there. It's Jacksonville. I mean, yeah. I, know that, I know that Florida doesn't have the, the this tax issue. Nobody wants to play for that team. They just don't. I, I know Urban Meyer is gone, and Doug Peterson is a good hire for them. I like that. Yes. Nobody nobody wants to be part of that culture. But like, it feels like a placeholder kind of a move, doesn't it? Like oh, like absolutely. At some point, maybe they pay they overpay for Taron Armstead. They pay through the you know up to the moon for him, and he comes in and okay. Then we can have a conversation about they now are set at left tackle. I think a different then, Florida team is going after Terran. I do too. So, I mean, <laughs> in order to, to get him there, you'd really have to grease him with a ton of money. But um, so to yeah. Hutchinson, 
he looked really good. Um, I, you know, it's interesting to me that Hutchinson ran a better three cone and a better shuttle than Kyle Hamilton. Um, what stands out to me is everybody ran super fast at the combine this year. Everybody, except for who? Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> and, and a couple of wide receivers, but yeah, but like you know, and it's not. I'm not saying he had a bad workout. He, he's fine. It's just, you know, um, it, it killed some buzz. And I do, I do think that we are too many people are neglecting the fact that he is coming off of a knee injury. And I, I that that I know that didn't get mentioned on the broadcast. But the other thing too is the the concept of him having to get out of the blocks in a three point stance as opposed to standing up. I yeah. would guarantee he runs faster standing up than he does coming out of a three point stance. He doesn't play like that. So no. I mean his his whole thing is unlocking you know that long stride and to force him to come out of a three point stance instead of two. I think you're slowing him down. So you know. I just kind of, you know, hit on him a little bit for running a little slow, but I still think he had a really good workout. He does have those splash plays. Um, it's interesting to me that some of the plays that everybody points to are against Florida State and those picks he made on the sidelines. And, Jeff, if you're throwing those passes, he's not making picks there. They're, those are like arm punts kind of plays where, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But still, you know, you you love the range he 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 plays with. You love the uh, the open field demeanor and all that stuff. It's just at two, uh, you know. It, it, it's Sorry. a tougher sell now at two when you're going to have Aiden Hutchinson there. When you're going to have somebody that we need to talk about, Trayvon Walker, mm-hmm. available at two. Yes. Uh, what was your takeaway me, from watching Trayvon? Really okay. quick, Riz. Let me let me before yeah. before we get to Trayvon. Okay. Okay. I want to hit the super chat. Just Ryan right. came in. He said, "Are you guys out on Willis at two? If so, what are yes. your options at quarterback?" I know. I, I just want to kind of clear the quarterback piece up really quick. And 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 yeah. since Ryan came in with his his super chat, we got to give him the opportunity. Scott, I'm I'll, I'll just I'll just poison the well. I'm out on Willis at two. <laughs> where, where are you at? <laughs> I'm I'm in on Willis at two. I do, and now I understand the flaws, and mm-hmm. I think some of these flaws are are forever deals. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterbacks do need to throw with some level of touch. It can't be, it can't be a thousand miles an hour every throw. So you know he's got great arm strength, but but the, you know in order to be accurate in the NFL, you have to deliver. You have to mm-hmm. you have to put the ball where it needs to be on time, and sometimes there's touch that you need to do, to, to, do to throw with. But you know I do think that this is going to be hyperbolic. Um, He's like Michael Vick. What does Michael Vick do in today's NFL? Michael Vick ran 4-3-4, I think 4-3-4 at 210 pounds at his combine or his pro day, whatever it was. Yeah. Malik Willis is reported to have ran 4-3-8 at 210 pounds. I do believe there are some shenanigans going on with some of these dudes who are, are weighing in at, you know, Whatever they're weighing in at and not running at the combine, they're not going to weigh in at their pro days. A lot lighter, and they're going to run. <laughs> they're going to run super fast, Nicobe Dean, right? Like Nicobe Dean gained fifteen pounds for the combine, so he'd look like he's two twenty. He played at two hundred five last year. Yeah, he played. So, I mean, he, he's smaller than most safeties. I and I seeing so, him in person, he's really small. And I that's I was kind of tipped off to that that you know short arms, really small. Um, Jeff, you're going to, I mean, I think it's, it's a JOK type deal with him. 
I think that's he, how you got to play it. He, he's not he's as smaller. big as JOK either. Um, he's certainly he's not good as big as JOK. I'm not sure he's as good he's, in coverage as JOK is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even have him in the first round of my mock that I put out today. Um, I do do a lot of research while I'm at the combine. I'm, I'm trying to find approximate player ranges. The highest I heard anybody w- would draft him was 25. Um, the, the NFL knows that he's small, and he's he's so f- for Michigan fans, Devin Bush. Yes. Devin Bush is an inch taller, has an inch and a half longer arms, and weighs 15 pounds more than him. Yeah, and I mean, so and then you look at and he's too small for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then you look at. Uh, We'll hit Trayvon Walker in a second, but you look at the yeah. Georgia D line and, and what they have in front of them, and the linebackers just running through huge gaps to make plays, and it makes them look it makes them look so much better than they really are. Yeah, uh, they don't have to it, deal with blockers at all. Truth with Quay too, like he's he's got he's got the same thing. And yeah, uh, I, yeah. Uh, to back to Malik Willis, I've got him down this year as the number one interception throwing quarterback in the NFL if he plays any number of games. I just watching him, he doesn't have the consistency that that I want from a guy that's going to start in the NFL. And it worries me. It really worries me to pick him up and and what would happen, especially in the city after a year with Goff, and you put Malik Willis out there and just slinging balls all over the place. He's got a learning curve. I know I know Goff is oh, yeah. really the guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if Detroit's the place that's going to land for either Goff or Malik to find success in the long run. I can already hear Andre Ware 2.0. What are we doing here? I can hear it already from from 97.1 speakers all over my house. They're, yep. they're everywhere. I can. My personal comparison for him is Jake Locker, who was a guy who was a really, really good athlete. A very smart, likable guy, charismatic leader who could not throw for touch and could not make an anticipatory throw to save his life or his career. And I see so much of that in Malik Willis, and that scares me off from him. It's That's all very reasonable stuff. I mean, it is. And I see it, too. It's just um, with quarterback, I just, you know, looking around the NFL, I just don't think you're – I don't think you're ever going to get to where you need to go, which is which is winning the Super Bowl – by being safe and by not taking and swings and, and that's the conundrum, know. Scott, that's the problem. We do. That's because the problem. If you're doing it with any quarterback in this draft, you're doing it with Malik Willis. Like that, you are. that's, that, and that's, you're, that's your crack at the bat right there. It is. And you're also, uh, there's an, there's, there's just some desire to just pencil in whatever quarterback they want to take next year as the guy they could, let's just load up now and we'll take a quarterback next year. well, if there's a quarterback worthy of taking at one or two or three next year, the teams drafting at the top are likely going to stay and take that player. So you're not necessarily going to just waltz into whoever you like if you do like one of them. You just sign right? Russ Wilson's so, equivalent next year. That's all. Come on, Scott. We can just kick the can down the road and, and hit that position later. But <laughs> but I mean, you, you're at you have an opportunity to get, and you know I think it's much more likely he misses than he hits. It just is. But you don't have to give up anything to draft him in this class and jeff i don't know what you're hearing but it's not a great class at the top it just isn't it's not i agree there are better pass rushers that are going to be in the draft next year 
You know, I think uh, Will Anderson oh, yeah. is. That's oh, Scott. Scott, that's the thing that's killing me. That really. Uh, uh, let's talk reverse time back to ahead of the combine and, and the, the new data we have. And I and really quick, I just say thanks to Pat D. Best Lions content. Period. Slack is the best Lions community. Period. Just want to throw in my support. Hundred dollar super chat. Thank you, Pat. Pat. You thanks, are buddy. a rock star. That's Thank awesome. you so much. Really appreciate that. Um. I see Hutchinson. I like Hutchinson. I like Thibodeau. He's, I like him as well. They're good. They're, they're, they're yeah. good. Where would they go last year's draft or the year before his draft? And I, and I say, Oh gosh, I talk about positional value, right? But if I compare them draft over draft over draft from a total value position, uh, perspective, that's a P word. I know it. <laughs> it's it's I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pushing them down the ladder. And that's one of the reasons why Kyle kind of cre- crept up so high for me, because as at safety, there's not one like him at nine million dollars. When you if you sign him at number two, he's number 16, paid number 16 in the league. You, yeah. you, you look at like Williams or any, you know, any of the guys ahead of him this year, you've got a safety on, on five years. Right. If you want him at, at paid number 15, he's probably going to be in the top five every year if he plays every game. I'm like, God, that's a heck of a value in the end. isn't so, it? You know, what's interesting about it is this safety class is loaded. Yeah, I mean, it just is. The cornerback class is not. Right. Like, Ahmad Gardner is cornerback one, and there's a whole group of, I don't know. Like, you know, um, the safety class is the opposite of that. Where, you know, Jaquan Brisker is super intriguing to me. I, You know, if, if the Lions passed on Hamilton and, and, and let's just, you know, let's, let's say they take Hutchinson at two, and it's Brisker at 32. I mean, you have game-changing players – at, on you know on your defensive line and yeah. at safety and Brisker does some things that a lot of guys, other guys can't do mm-hmm. or uh, I love I really like Jalen Petrie from Baylor I really do I think he's a really good player kind of a Swiss Army knife type um, he, he's the the super super version of my guy Brian Buddy Calhoun who can play free safety strong safety and slot corner on first second and third down if you need him to <laughs> absolutely so sign Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Draft Petrie, mm-hmm. kind of fix the back end of your defense. You you know if we're, if you're lucky enough to stumble into Hutchinson at two, if that's what if that's what you where we think they're going to go, you've done some you've done some things on defense. Their offense, I kind of think their offense could have it has a chance to be pretty good. And at wide receiver, you can go get what you need at three in, in round three. I mean, right? You can't. I mean, it's yeah. it's like. You can't. I don't feel bad because, we, again, we we're talking how deep the wide receiver class is and how yeah. you can get guys that will move the needle. Um, we may not wind up with that super number one, but we would definitely upgrade and wind up in, in, in a position where golf can perform at golf levels. Right. We can put golf in his to, at the top of his license, if you will, performance wise and see some something really nice out of that offense. I mean, there are options that are going to be like Sky Moore. I don't know how high he's going to go, but he's a really good player. Yes. Uh, you guys saw Calvin Austin down at, at, in Mobile. Yeah, you see what he moves like. Wow. Yeah. Um, His right, thing, like I mean, he was like talk, talk about taking the top off of it, like they, right, like. But he's small. He, that's um, the thing we talked about with him, and this is the thing. It was like that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, he's too small. I don't need another Khalif Raymond. But he's far more than Khalif Raymond. He's the kind of wide receiver. He's got every single attribute out there at the Senior Bowl except height. And I'm like, he it is just, God, what happened? He's more, he's more Tyreek Hill than he is Khalif Raymond. Yes. Yeah. 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 Smoking Calvin he, Austin. He, he he's he's not inches. that, but he's got like, if you get that guy in the ball in space and he's going to be able to create space also with his yeah. vertical speed. Yeah. The one thing that I noted 
six different defensive backs said that he was their toughest cover. No, no other defensive back or no other wide receiver got more than one mention all season. Yep. Now, some of that is, is the fact that there were a lot of guys that he played against that were there at the combine, but he came up. Everybody's like, that guy's tough, man. Well, well, I mean, you guys saw him in person. I don't want to, I don't know yeah. what he looked like in person. It's always great to see him in person, but watching he's, him on TV and then impressive. watching him run at the combine, I mean, he can move. I mean, that dude can scoop. Yeah, he can. It's just, he's, you know, is he a slot? <laughs> Is he a is he a guy that you can can you move Tom and Ra so. around I, with them? Some I I do worry that he is like Khalif a, a very small outside guy. Now he talked about growing up watching Deshaun Jackson being that Deshaun's bigger obviously yeah but a a, a blazing guy who's small out of the slot who would also work in tandem with an outside receiver and they'd switch around and stuff like that, especially in, in Jackson's heyday in Philadelphia. You can use him like that with Amon Ra and you're going to impact the defense because you're going to dictate the coverage. They're going to yep. want their, their speedier guy mm-hmm. outside or, or taking carrying Calvin Austin if you take him in the third round, which I think you'd have to use 66 to get him. I don't think he's going to be yeah. there after that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then, then you've got, you know, then you got Josh Reynolds being smooth on the other side. You've got Hawkinson coming across with a linebacker chasing him that can't keep up with him. Yep. Now you're talking like it, it's not ideal. It's not a number one wide receiver. But if you're going with the the pattern, if you're trying to build the recreate the Rams, look, Cooper Cup wasn't a true number one. I, no. He, he was obviously very talented, but he is – it, he's he's at best as the best amongst relative equals, and I think that that could be the the wide receiver by committee. Like maybe this week, maybe this week Josh Reynolds catches six passes for seventy yards. Maybe next week Calvin Austin catches five for one hundred and ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. But has yep. has a week yep. where he catches one for two. Yep. That, that that that's I think that's kind of the offense that we're going to. I really yeah. do. I think we get a great point here from Liner the the hopeful with her FTP. Uh, or his FTP uh, member uh, tag. And and Scott, this is one for you because I think this is a big part about him. He's small, but he had that 39-inch vertical. And he makes mm-hmm. up a lot for that shortness, right? And and again, that vertical is part of all of those attributes that made him such a good-looking wide receiver. And let's face it, if you have a 39-inch vertical versus a guy who's two inches taller than you has a 36-inch vertical, you're going to high point the ball a little better. I mean, there's a you lot are. to that. And just because a guy's short doesn't mean he's small. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there are short guys who, I mean, you know, there are short guys who are, who are, who have good size. It's just when we, I think when we say short word, we say, I think that's a euphemism for saying he can't get off of press coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if defenses recognize it and they press him and they mitigate him, you know, and they can do that easily, that's a problem. But, it, but if he can, if he can get off press coverage, then I'm going to tell you, Safeties are going to have to roll. They're going to have to bracket him. Uh, you're going to have to roll a safety to his side of the field, which opens up the middle part of the field. It opens up the backside part of the field. It, you know, it opens Give me up a Texas route to DeAndre Swift right behind that. I was just going to say <laughs> it opens up things yes. for your running back. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of things you can do with speed. Yep. yep. So, and it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, we know we're talking about Calvin Austin, but what if they decide they want to take two? What what if you sign a receiver and you and you take Calvin Austin and throw it with what right. you've got? Right. You know it's all good stuff. You know, I, again, I think I think Jeff, you're right that 66 is about pushing it for for what he is as a player. It is, yeah. it is. But yeah. 
you know, I mean, they have they have ammo to move up and around and 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 do some different things. But you know, there's reasons that that offense looks pretty good. That you know, the offensive line looks really good. Yeah. Uh, the back half of the season was super promising. You know, I, I you know, I'm I'm super. I mean, I might be more optimistic um, about them right now than I've been in a very very long time, if ever. That's that a sense. lot. That's a lot. Hey, Jeff, think about who was the best cornerback at press. At the at the at the Senior Bowl, it was Josh Williams, right? I mean, he yeah, shut down Christian Watson. He he shut down. They like whistled the play. He, dead he stopped a rap on Romeo Dubes. Yeah, like dude. like okay, yeah, just stop. Done done. <laughs> right? Didn't yeah. ever stop Calvin Austin. He did not. I'm did telling not. you, this kid was incredible out there, and it I'm, I, and it, it, I went through an evolution throughout the week. I dismissed him. I mean, I I, have to, I openly admit I, I made a mistake of dismissing him because of his height. But seeing everything else he did against all the different types of coverages and looks that he got, he's a heck of a player. He is a guy that I think um, I don't know that he's going to sleep on a lot of people because a lot of people are talking uh, talking about him. But I think he could probably validate wherever he's drafted. He'll probably be worth more than the position he's drafted in in, in, in this. And game. there's another one from the senior bowl, Christian Watson too. Where, yeah. where I mean, I think his him his film evaluation is going to be very muddy. Yep. Uh, the quarterback play last year for him was horrific, and that's really being kind. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but the traits and just the way he moves for a six foot four guy is rare. It just is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And there's your, there's your outside guy who, who teams have to respect. Yep. So, you know, a yeah. scenario presents itself where you take him at 34 and then it opens the door for whatever possibilities you want to, you want to address, you know, later in the draft with speed. And there's all, there's, there's a lot of those guys, um, the, and you know he's going to block. They run power all the time, and, and I think it's it's a prerequisite for North Dakota State is you must block. I, I believe it was a 78% running offense. Yes. So there's <laughs> not a ridiculous. lot. There's just not a lot to see with out of out of his film, but when you look at him at the Senior Bowl against uh, better competition and, he, and he's dusting everybody, yeah. and then the way he moves, yeah. you know, I mean, that's a, that's a guy where he's intriguing. And I know – I'm sure there's going to be people shaking their head a little bit about it, you know him going as high as 34, but he's six four and 208 pounds, and he moves, you know, he moves just as good as almost anybody in this class. So he's super yeah. intrigued. Yeah, I mean, you, you, in just you start putting combinations together. You think Austin and Watson on on a team together and what they could do and how they could mess with coverages, throwing a little uh, Amon Ra, and it's 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 a crazy looking offense. It doesn't matter yep. if it's if it's Jared Goff throwing the ball. This thing is crazy, right? Yeah, and you're doing that with. I mean, I know, you know, 32 and I, I think 32 is a very valuable pick. Yeah. 34 is a very valuable place yeah. to be in this draft. For sure. But, you know, you go Hutchinson, Brisker, Petrie, whatever safety, and then hit receiver. And I think you've done some really good things. Yeah. I would, agree. Now, I would say that this this draft, to your point, 32 and 34 are worth more than normal and two is worth less than normal. Right. I mean, it's kind yes. of a weird thing. And for all the folks saying trade down, trade down, trade down. Even after all the quarterback stuff that's happened, we'll talk about that shortly, Scott, as long as you have time, uh, that's happened in the last couple days. I don't think, I don't see anyone jumping up for, for, for trading up for a quarterback in number two. I just don't see it happening. No, but maybe for a tackle. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much of a, as a reach as that, I think that would be, uh, if Hutchinson goes one in, in that scenario and, and, 
both Evan Neal and Aquanu are are available at two. There's a possibility. I don't think it's a good one, but that's the only scenario where I could see right. somebody wanting to come up. Yeah. Okay. And the okay. issue there is is that de- you know Detroit is not taking an offensive tackle, so you have no leverage. The point, the pressure point would be number three, unless you can find a team stupid enough to do the Trubisky trade. Yeah, or I mean, is Houston is Houston moving away from Laramie Tunsil? They are. They are. <laughs> They, I mean, I know it's Houston, so who knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, well, so they they are looking. Uh, let's let's put it this way: everybody in Houston would be surprised if they didn't go defense, but everybody in Houston is going to be surprised a lot with that team. <laughs> yeah, and I, there's and, you know the next couple of weeks will probably determine. And there, a there's lot a of whole. Their there, Friday is a very important day in the future of the Houston Texans. Yeah. Friday is is Deshaun Watson's court dates. Plural, he's in his civil and his criminal case at the exact same time. Wonderful scheduling by Texas there. Uh, so we will know a lot more about Deshaun Watson's fate later. But uh, let's just say that a couple of the quarterback moves, not the one that Denver made, but the one that Washington made, is absolutely cast some light on how the NFL perceives what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Because uh, Carson Wentz became a lot more valuable and and desirable because of what's going to happen to Deshaun or what they anticipate is going to happen with Deshaun Watson and his legal situations. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a wild card that, you know, um, who knows? And maybe it also speaks to what they think of this class too. Yes. And that, that was, that was one of the points I, I made when I wrote it up on Lions wire. And it was something that I talked about with somebody today after it happened. Um, I was texting back and forth with someone and the general just was, you've got the number 11 pick. And you got, and you're going to, you're trading assets to take on a $28 million broken Carson Wentz, who's not as good as Jared Goff, not close to as good as Jared Goff in 2021, and probably isn't going to be there in 2022. You gave up picks and took that salary on rather than take Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or Malik Willis. That tells you what the NFL thinks about this draft class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also it's intriguing to me. Uh, what's Jared Goff worth next year on the on the market? That's right. Yep. That's right. And that's yep. and and that's why another just that that what's the value of the quarterback class? Malik at two is a wild swing. I feel like it's just a wild swing when you oh, can it get is. something. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You can get something of real value and 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 do some other things again. Uh, Jared Goff. Hey, somebody got. Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. So there's opportunity. You got a couple of twos next or a couple number ones next year you work with. You can do Goff and your best, your first one. You can do a whole lot of stuff uh, to find your guy in a similar kind of way they did. Um, who knows? There's a lot going on. Let's, let's really quick before we get to quarterbacks. I just want to, at number two, who's your guy right now, Scott? Who do you think the Lions walk away with? You know, I hope it's Hutchinson. I, you know, um, so to me, Trayvon Walker has kind of burst through the door mm-hmm. uh, with he's an interesting evaluation. And I think there's going to be some screaming about his lack of production, you know, in that Georgia scheme. But if you watch, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities where he is just holding space mm-hmm. or, you know, getting up the field and just staying there. You know, there's a lot of that to be seen where where I think if they just let him go, it'd, it'd be a very different story. Uh, you know, for as explosive as a big as he was at 275 pounds with knowing that he played in, he could get up to 290. Uh, the versatility of 
being that big down defensive end with the Lions talking about going to a four-man front and then kicking inside, you know, in, in more pass rush uh, situations, he's intriguing. You know, I, I think right now, and, you know, um, I guess I could, I'm just, I'll just say this, that I, I could, I, I might change my opinion in, in six minutes, who knows. But <laughs> I think Hutchinson is a safer player with a lower ceiling as opposed to Thibodeau, a more volatile player, but a guy who possibly will have more sacks in the NFL than Hutchinson. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it depends on do you want the uh, do you want the guy who's going to be a three down uh, full effort dude who you know what you're getting from him, but it just might not be you know twelve to fourteen sacks a year kind of stuff. He's going to be he's going to be very productive for you. It just might not be box score productive. Or do you want to take uh, a, a flyer on a guy who's who may be a better pass rusher, but might not anchor as well against the run? That's kind of where I am with them right now. I I think that the Lions need good players and guys who fit their culture. And I do think right now Thibodeau's character is being kind of assaulted, like we saw with Sewell last year and we saw with Herbert two years ago. I don't quite understand it all. Yeah. Um, with the Oregon guys, but you know, to answer the question, I think right now it would be, I think it'd be Hutchinson for me, but you know, there's still a lot to learn. What about, how much about, cause Thibodeau could have, I think done a little bit of rehabilitation on his, his, his perception by sticking around. Right. I mean, and, and, and it, it seems like a simple ask, just stick around for the, the rest of the combine and do your thing. And he didn't, every it was like, running back bailed, but well, no, 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 no. I know they all did. I, you but, know, like, but, but they, they don't have a lot of the, the questions standing on them that he did walking in. Like, it's his if, chance if to the, read the, kind of the, do his, his art. The knock against you and is then, that you don't care and aren't competitive and then you don't go compete. That's and then that was, exactly. it was really received incredibly poorly in Indianapolis. The question I know, I'm then sure it was, is, but I mean, he was the only one of those guys to do the bench press. The they were like, there's so they, you know what I mean? Like, they, well, well the but screwed the bench press up by making him do it at a weird time. So, was, yeah, they, they screwed that up badly. I still think so. He had a chance to, to, to fix his, his image and he didn't. I wonder how much of it. And people say that's a knock on him as his character as a player. I'm not so sure. I'm wondering how much he's knocking his draft stock because it's a it's a little bit of money, but he knows his next contract is going to be a big one. He gets to a better team the lower down he falls, the further down he falls, and I think this is this is a potential. I'm not saying it's what he's really doing, right? I'm not saying that this is the the 100. But boy, does it make sense for a guy like that? He he probably just really really wants to win and landing in a place like Jacksonville or Detroit from an outsider looking in. It doesn't necessarily feel like where you you want to be. Oh, Houston! It doesn't feel like where you want to land as a player like him. He's a him. big city dude. Maybe yeah. he wants to be in New York. Exactly. I mean that there is exactly. there is some potential for that to be at play, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit. He's a smart. He is a very He's smart. A very kid. smart guy. He's very a super savvy dude. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if his motivations are: I want to. I want to play in a big city where I can. I can get my own cryptocurrency going and I can get my brand developed and all that stuff. Now I know that's not all great football stuff, but you know, but you need to invest I'm, in Scott sure Bischoff NFT, right? <laughs> I'm sure you were hearing it a lot. I'm sure it, it just, I will say you wouldn't do the, the shuttle. The, stuff. The, the damning quote that I got from somebody and I got this when I was on radio row from somebody who's significantly higher up in the draft media food chain. And when he told it to me in, in private, was that the word on him is that he is not a guy who minds losing. 
He doesn't hate to lose. Mm. That is not Dan Campbell. <laughs> no, no. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, I've heard similar things too. That it, you know, he's his priorities are not necessarily exactly where you would want them. He does not live and die for football. Now, yeah. Miles My, Garrett had the same knocks. Scott, you know, I absolutely I my pants on talking about Miles yeah. Garrett. He, he's yeah. incredible, uh, but like. You never got the sense when when you watch Miles Garrett play that uh, he he doesn't really like, like you knew that he was going like he he's trying to kill people on the, on yeah. the field. You don't get that sense with Thibodeau. You get the sense that oh this guy blocked me pretty nice. Let, let, let me slap. His, hey, good job, buddy. Good good play. Good rep. You know, let, let yeah, it's, you know again. it's interesting with him too because because uh, you know on the, on the reverse side of that is you know the real bad ankle injury and playing through that. You know, week one this year, real bad ankle injury, plays through it. Um, no offense to Oregon, but I don't know that they really put him in a situation to be successful at times. Like, not why sure are they you were playing him as a team, Scott. They were not a well-coached team. <laughs> no. But, you know, like, you can look at the Justin Herbert stuff, same stuff. Like, Herbert is a really good quarterback. It was hidden yeah. at Oregon. Yeah. Like, they think about how – crazy bad you'd have to be as coaches to hide how good he was he was it was hidden at the senior bowl too to be honest i mean we because we watched him and we there was we didn't walk away with any kind of a none of us riz walked away i did and herbert's the i guy. thought he was he awesome did, I, I felt better about him but i still wasn't like wow you know, yeah. like, okay, I, I, I get why people are buzzing about him. Like, I, I saw some things, but it, again, to, to Chris's point, it wasn't like, I'm looking at a guy that's going to be, that's going to set the NFL record for, for touchdown passes by a rookie. I didn't, didn't he was not no, 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 the no, Herbert no. that he, no, but I, that he from, wound up. From a senior bowl perspective, I thought it was really interesting that the Bengals wanted him and um, the way he looked, the way he, the ball comes out, the athleticism, all that stuff. To me, it popped. But no, I didn't think that he would be what he's turned into, you know. Um, but you know, these Oregon guys—it's it's just an interesting thing, you know. It's—I uh, don't know, you know—the Thibodeau stuff will resolve itself in the end. But Jeff, I'm hearing similar things too, like you know, it, you know, his interests are off the field, outside of football, and it bothers people. It, it does, bo- and it bothers. People in Allen Park specifically, and I'm sure for, for our purposes, and, and I, it bothers so. a lot of people. But the, you know, you craft. There's uh, the whole process is about cultivating and crafting an opinion about you as a player, and and I think that the the way it's always worked is I want to be at the best possible position at the draft because I want to command the most money, and that's that. Right, and maybe the the, the romantic side of I'm going to help this bad team become good. Right, I there's a little bit of extra thinking going on to I'll forego a little bit money up front and bet on myself, craft a little bit lesser of an opinion of, amongst those teams that draft early and land somewhere where I'm going to have a better chance and I'm going to love my life a lot more as a player and have a better chance of winning. Because so I wonder who his agent is because I think I, I, I was think, just thinking that that's yeah. Like, wouldn't you want – so it seems to me like with his entire draft process to this point is that he has not controlled the narrative. Um, a, a good a good friend uh, is Mike Evans' agent, and this it's the opposite story. When there was talk about Mike Evans running slow, the first thing he does is he puts him on sports science to talk about how explosive he is and how fast he is. That's controlling the narrative. 
right? That's determining what people are saying about you. The very fact that that the three of us are having this conversation, speculating about what drives him, is telling me that his agent is doing a horrendous job of of getting information out there. I think we'll get it. It's just uh, it's just a little late. You, at you, this you, point. you might be right, and I think finding out who that agent is is going to tell us whether they're doing a horrendous job or a great job. And just under and, and get and, and it will help us understand what the actual motivation is for yeah. what's going out there or what's happening with his 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 reputation. So, all right, let's talk about quarterbacks. A lot of a lot of running around. Rizzy look confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm Rolodexing through who might be his agent. I don't know. OK, OK. I, I do not know the answer to that question. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Lots of movement around the league here. The last uh, last few minutes. Uh, first, <laughs> first off, the one that I think is the most important to Lions fans and most disheartening for many is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, to the Packers <laughs> for four years and a whole boatload of money. How long is he really going to be there, Scott? And can we punish him at the end of his career and make him look like the fool that he so hard tries so hard to make himself look like? Can we start doing that now? <laughs> Please. Why do we have to wait? Eighteen. I don't. You know, I don't know how long he's going to play. My guess is two, maybe two years. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see the exact details on that contract. You know, like what are where are the voidable years on that thing? How much? You know, uh, would the would the Packers go so far as to give him one hundred and fifty million dollars for two years? And, and, and I don't know. And I and mean, literally throw away the picks that they traded to get to Jordan Love because that's where they're at, right? That's literally yeah. saying we are just throwing all of that in the garbage at this point and moving on from both of them in whenever Aaron's. But, I, you know, in some ways they had to do that to make that declarative statement to Aaron Rodgers as you're still our guy, Yep. you know, and we're going to pay you enough money to show you that you're still our guy. So I don't know. I don't. That's a really good question. I don't know how long he plays. He's 38, right? Yep. I believe so. I'd say I'd say he has two years. But at the end of that two year window, I think the Packers are in serious trouble. I mean, look, they, they, they already dropped Zadarius Smith. They're, they're letting go of some other people. David Bakhtiari will not be long for them at the contract that he's at if they're yep. paying. Like, they're – Devontae Adams is obviously locked in, and that, that's important. They, they're going to have to – they have a very small window, and I think they realize now that, like, okay, we've got two, maybe three years left of this nice run that we've had for going on, and then it is going to end – but we're we're going we're we're going to go all in on it. We're not going to half ass it. We're like let let's go. Let's do what the yep. Rams just did. Let, yep. Let's do and what it, the Broncos I think at the end did. though it's going to be very ugly. I, I, I hope so. I think it's going to burn quick, right? <laughs> like uh, I and sure then, you know, hope so, man. <laughs> for us Lions fans, it it opens a window for when when I think the Lions will be competitive, and and I I think the Vikings will have sort of had a pretty rapid turnover as well. Mm-hmm. So it, then yeah. it becomes you know. What does Justin Fields look like with the Bears? And there's an opportunity. You know, the Lions could be. There's. You're right, Scott. There is a window, probably not in 2022, but 2023, no. 2024, 2025, where the Lions can rise up very quickly in this division. Yeah. I I am a huge fan of Minnesota's new GM, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. I think he is going to do a very good job for them. I do think he's going to have some growing pains, and they do have to figure out their quarterback situation long term. Yeah. But they have the ability to get things right because they have a very nice core 
Um, the, look, they got they got a lot of work to do too, but I trust that guy to get it done. Uh, I was I advocated for him to get the Lions' job when they hired Brad Holmes. That is not any sign of dissatisfaction with Brad Holmes whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just I, I I was familiar with Quasi. I knew what he offered. I knew how he was looked at by really smart people. Um, that that he's smarter than them. And that's well, it's a bummer when when a team inside your division makes a hire that makes you sad. Like yeah. it is, you know. And I'll, and I'll tell you this: I got the same reaction from from a guy who covers the Bears. He's like, "God, this guy's in our division." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 not great. I mean, it's nope. like you know Russell Wilson nope. going to Denver and looking around and seeing Patrick Mahomes and and Derek Carr and Justin Herbert, and you're thinking, uh, "This is it's like the murderer's row of." Yeah. of and we just gave up. We just gave up a good starting defensive tackle, our best tight end. Mm-hmm. Any chance to improve around you, and like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that, that, that's a lot for look. Good luck, Russell. Russell Wilson's really, really freaking good. Mm-hmm. He's also not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, <laughs> didn't very quietly didn't play all that well in Seattle the last year and a half with really good weapons. Up and down, up and down. Yeah, correct. And then you throw in Josh Allen on that side in the AFC. You throw in Joe Burrow. And, you know, you've got uh, – there's Lamar Jackson, there's Deshaun Watson, yeah. wherever he ends up. It's, you know, like – AFC's got some – It's loaded. Know, uh, imagine if Cleveland gets a, a quarterback or, or the Baker Mayfield that was good for 15 games in his career. They're, they're, <laughs> they're right there too because their roster are better than any of them. <laughs> That's a very talented roster. It really is. So, yeah, there there's it, – it's a loaded AFC right now. And, yep. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think was the motivating factor for what Rodgers and the Packers did. Like, I think he looked at Denver as like, I got a better shot winning here than I do there. Yeah. Uh, And I I think that factors into it too. I also think that factored into why Washington was aggressive enough to do the move that they didn't going after Carson Wentz, which makes, I don't want to say it makes no sense to me, but what, what is, what does that guy have? That everybody's still, I, I don't see it. I'm going to tell it. you right now, he's got pain, anxiety, and insomnia. So he goes to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com and takes <laughs> care, take care, takes care of everything that's wrong with his head, body, and everywhere else. It's, uh, it's good for all those things. Use coupon code LIONS. Get yourself 55% off. It's from Diamond CBD. They are the best CBD suppliers out there. I've had numerous people come to me and tell me that they've gone elsewhere. And uh, we're never as satisfied as what they got from cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It sits right here. I use it every day. I swear by it. The recovery cream after my workouts, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. That's what they're going to need on the Washington Commodores after bringing in Carson Wentz. That's the name, right? It is Commodores. such a confusing move. It just, yeah. you know, um, is he an upgrade over Taylor Heineke? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. But, I mean, I, I, I suppose, I suppose if you design an offense around the, the, you know, short to intermediate stuff and you, and you get him moving, maybe it works. They have weapons there. It's just, they do. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't get it with him. I, I, you know, I think he had a nice run with the Eagles and it's just been, I mean, some of the off the fields. It sounds like he's a very difficult guy. That's so, what's coming out. If you if you read the Athletic by Zach Kiefer, free free promo for you, Zach. Uh, he's got a really good article up from the Colts insider perspective of it 
of why they wanted to get rid of Carson Wentz more than you could ever imagine. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, the market. fact that he didn't work in Indy with, with what they have there, with the, yeah. the head coach, it's re- that is like – uh, that should be – there should be alarm bells going off. Because I think – I think Reich can get just – I think he can make a lot of things work. I think he's a great coach. I do too. I do too. And the fact that he couldn't get it right with Wentz, uh, and it almost seemed like Wentz was resistant to what they were trying to get to achieve. Um, wow. You know? Indianapolis is such a crazy team because they had Luck, they had Manning, and without those two, they've just not been able to put it together. This will it's be their so fifth hard. quarterback in five years. They are not in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes if Deshaun gets cleared from everything that I've been told. Wait, so wouldn't they be in the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes? That's, sweepstakes? That's, yeah. that's the next move is where Jimmy G winds up, and Indianapolis sure makes a ton of sense for that. Yeah, it does. It's just, you know, how much do you have? I mean, if – I don't know what they gave up in the end for uh, for Wentz, a uh, couple of thirds, and maybe one of them has a chance to be a second kind of thing. Yeah, and they, and they swapped five spots in the second round. So that, that was draft 16th. Who are they going to get to throw the ball in this draft? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand the dislike for Wentz, but holy cow. There's, yeah. I mean, this, I remember the year before they got luck, the whole, the whole fan base was just suck for luck, suck for luck, suck for luck. That's all they were. That's how they, they just chanted themselves and rocked themselves in the corner until it happened. And, yeah. and Curtis and, Painter and Dan Orlovsky weren't getting it done. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you, you can't say that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. As an indie fan, or for indie fans, I don't even know what they're looking at as far as the future out there. What kind of hope they can I, find? I don't know. I think Jimmy G's a good player. He's a good quarterback. Is he an elite guy? No. I, I mean, I don't think he's elite, but but he's uh, he would be a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. Agreed. I so agree. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Did, uh, what do you think? What do you think Seattle's going to do? Is is Drew Locke their guy? Or are they going to – are they a team that could trade up to do whatever they need to do to get Malik Willis? They're at 10, right? Oh, no, they're not. They're at, they're at 9. They have the ninth nine, pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I You know, I think – I don't know that Malik Willis and the Seahawks are a, are a great combination of, of – uh, it's always seemed to me like they want like a – for lack of a better term, like a facilitator type quarterback. Matt Flynn. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's there that's the point. Like yeah, you know, you yeah. stumble into Russell Wilson and that's great. He was a third round pick. Yeah. But they had signed Matt Flynn, who was a limited guy, but you know, they want to run the ball heavy. They wanna they wanna make it easy on their quarterback, do a lot of heavy running. And my assumptions are with Willis is that why I mean I don't know why you're drafting uh a quarterback like Malik Willis to hand the ball off. Right. So uh, maybe, um, (laughs) I don't know, uh, because he's athletic, maybe Mitch Trubisky ends up in Seattle. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a horrible idea, but if you look at what the bears did with him two years ago to make him work, it was heavily designed around rollouts and play action and kind of cutting the field in half. And David Montgomery went bananas. In in that in that scenario, so I, you know, just not the left side of the field if it's biscuit. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I um, would you let me ask you this? Would you take Mitchell Trubisky over Carson Wentz for twenty twenty two? Yeah, probably. I would too. I am not a Wentz guy. I'm not either. 
at, at this point. I'm just not. I, there's there's enough out there about him and about um, maybe not being a great teammate and seeing some of the decisions that he's made. You know, I, I don't think there's any upside with Wentz. I think he's sort of, you know, on the, on the, in the summer of his career where Trubisky, I think there's something there. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much you're going to get out of him, but there's, there's more there, I think, than there is with Wentz. Carson Wentz, by the way, is 29 already. Yeah. That's God, crazy. He's still in the league. But that's a beat up 29 years old, man. He's, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's, with the knee injuries and he is two years and two months older than Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jared Goff, by the way, um, 27 years old, born October 14th. A lot of value in Jared Goff right now. And and this is a weird, like, Lions Scott, I, fan I, I, thing. I, I, I hate my guy. I hate my guy. But he's one of the better ones in the league. I don't know how many players I've seen this with over the years. I, I, I feel like Goff, is, I mean, look, Goff is obviously the guy in, tw- in 2022. Um, well, what's he worth on the open market today? What would you get for Goff? Oh, God. Would, would, if you were the Pittsburgh Steelers, would you give a second this year and next year for him? I, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So in the, in terms of the, the trade and what they got for, for Stafford, I think you have to add some of that stuff on, Yeah. you know, down the road. I, I mean, I do think, I think it would be a mistake to move on from golf right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Unless they were wowed by something, but, but, you know, I, he's more valuable than he did a really, they did a really good job in the back half of, the, of last year. I think they, they, they really believe in him. I think that this this the staff really believes in Jared Goff, and they understand. Look, and and you know, we walked into this season saying three wins, five win team here, right? There's not a yeah. lot going on, and then you know, we went nine games without a win, and the freak out was on. And everyone said, "I know, I said that, but ignore, I said that. We're not winning, and I'm angry, and it's freak out time, right?" And it was like that across just across Lions. And then they get the tie, and it was like <laughs> so, like it's so like blue you know whatever and you're just like god and finally in minnesota they get the win and it lifted the the, the weight off and and you see golf perform at the end of the year i it, what did we expect we knew we had and and i'm not i'm not dogging him because we talked to him since the beginning but jerry jacobs was your starting cornerback for a number of games whoever sees success out of an undrafted free agent at cor- rookie cornerback uh, ever like yeah. I can't remember another one, and and he 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 just balled out when he played this year. Great dude, great play. It was awesome. We had all kinds of young guys that no would have never seen the field on other teams get out there, yeah. and 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 people are like mad that we're not in the playoffs. It was it, when we started the season with we're a three to five win team. I I don't know how people got to this oh, different place, Chris, man. He, he, he. Jerry Goff it is 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 valuable. I like. Scott, what you're saying about where this team is now and where they could be next week, it's a different team. I mean, it's the right thing. And we talk about the window in the NFC North. I'm, I'm tying a couple of things we talked about here together. It's year three, year four, and year five of the Holmes and MCDC contracts, which is right in the sweet spot to see, are we delivering, are we getting what they're supposed to be delivering at that point? I mean, all these things, for one, for the first time in the Lions, you know, history that I can remember a whole lot of things are lining up in their favor. Will it pay off? We'll see, but there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that are finally dropping into place. Absolutely. And you know, I, I think the hardest thing for a team to do for any team to do coming off of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn is to, is to get the culture right. And I think that takes time. The lions did that very quickly. And 
like you're saying, you, you know, you're, you're starting Jerry Jacobs and and Dean Marlowe and, you know, a bunch of very young guys, but they balled for those guys. I mean, they played, yeah. which is a testament to the coaching staff and, and, and the culture that they already have. So the fact that they're, they're in, in a very much positive direction with the culture in that locker room already is just, it speaks volumes for, for what this team could grow into. Yep. It really does. Yep. Uh, Thunder, I can't say it because we get demonetized on day. Thunder C. Smith. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, Goff played incredibly bad the first half. Can you blame anyone for trashing him? I, I will go back to the stats we gave earlier. He played just fine when Cephas was on the field. When he didn't have Cephas or Reynolds, absolutely. There was a big steamy emoji turd sitting in the middle, you know, behind center on the line. His, his, his weeks, uh, and, and keep in mind that some of the, the the, the early Cephas fluff came in. They were they were bombarded by San Francisco and rallied late against a team that, that proved that they couldn't cover late against a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, even even the the impressive stats with that don't don't they don't they don't impress me much to quote Shania Twain. Yeah. Uh, but the the end of season stuff looked a lot more legit, and I think that's because the offense structure changed, yeah. and they also got better weapons around him. Um, Chris, you and I have thought about this, but I, I really do think that the absence of DeAndre Swift made him a much better quarterback because he's quit throwing to him so damn much and started looking more down the field. I think, uh, and this is this is my Chris Dust. I think it's it ha- and it ha- it coincided right with the Alin um, departure and Taylor Decker being injured, it, it, right? Uh, Frank Ragnall being out. There's Anthony so many Lynn, things. Anthony Lynn, and this is I've heard this from a couple people. Um, he schemed for Hawkinson. And Swift. That's what he, that was it. There was no, there was no check downs. When people are saying, Goff isn't checking down. Oh my gosh. That was the design. Every, his coaches were screaming at him at Anthony Lynn. His players were screaming at him. They were angry with him. I am, the thing that I'm the most just stunned by is how amicable the departure of Anthony Lynn was. Hearing about his behavior and how he, checked out along the way at the after he was relieved yeah. makes me see holy cow after he's gone that interview he gave where he was very complimentary i never ever ever would have expected that but they treat they did this well they handled it well they treated it well but i'm going to tell you there's a lot of people that a lot of people that not only didn't like anthony lynn and his play calls but they were angry with him, and the DeAndre Swift thing I put directly on him, not on 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 uh, Swift leaving, making uh, Goff better. So, uh, Riz, that's 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 our disagreement. That's fine. We can have that. Later. We don't need to bring. It we is. don't need to pulse. We'll, we'll find out our, more if that's true. This swing fall, <laughs> uh, when when Swift is once again getting the inordinate amount of touches, even though Jamal Williams is clearly a better runner. That's yeah. The battle that we'll have. Yes, 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 yes. There we go. <laughs> Would the you fantasy be- people hate me. <laughs> speak the truth. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't live in a fantasy world. I don't, I don't do fantasy. Well, I, I that, that, okay. that Aylin thing is so underplayed. Like there was so much that was going on that didn't, it, it isn't out. It's, it's incredible that there was so much going on in there throughout the year when he was when he was running the show and after he was gone the stuff that happened and the interactions that happened are incredible and it's uh, amazing that that's not well-known stuff well we are our inside 
our linebackers coach <laughs> that is no longer with it. There's very quietly was off the off. I was waiting. I mean, everyone in the Slack knows I was I was on top of that. He was off the website for days. I'm like, are we going to be the ones to report on the podcast? I mean, we, we oh we got pushed back to Saturday that week. It's like if this is going to be us reporting it, I guess it is. I'm surprised no yeah. one's got this. And it came out, and then it was like very quietly. Oh, we we've just we've just parted ways. That's it. Well, gosh, Aylin, there was all that stuff going on, and there was an announcement and all that, and 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 there was an announcement of everybody this one was just like on the table that one is ugly that one is some ugly ugly stuff what i've learned about this organization is is number one the class that they have in handling their personnel and their people it is endless i've never seen a pro sports organization or at least known of a pro sports organization to handle this kind of stuff this well externally and in the media i'm just trying to think of dan gilbert as the potential Lions owner handling that after how he handled everything. Think about how Matt Patricia and Bob oh Quinn would have handled that. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Could they have traded him? <laughs> okay. I just, you know, it's just, it's a different world. You brought me back because this is a conversation that you and I had in person in Mobile a couple of years ago. Um, about Quandary Diggs. And you know, the story of why he, why he was traded. Yep. Um, do you think he would come back, and would you take him back? Yeah, he's a good player, of course. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> the idea of of bringing in safeties um, is important to this team. They, I think they want to. I mean, I could be wrong. I think they want to play three. I think it 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 sort of opens up. Uh, yep. This is a four-two-five team. It is not a four-three team. Correct. They will play three linebackers on about eight percent of their defensive snaps. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the under. I think that <laughs> of those five defensive backs, my assumption is the Lions really want three of them to be safety. Yes. Uh, one of them to be a little heavier in the box. Yeah. So, having said that, I think you need versatile guys. You need Marcus Williams. You need. Uh, it's one of the bigger things that happened yesterday. Was that he didn't get tagged, yeah. that he is available. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you need you need to draft. I mean, I think the idea of of playing Marcus Williams deep and and letting him roam, you know, with his range and and adding Brisker to the to the mix with the physicality he plays with. Boom. Right. I mean, I think it's a really <laughs> nice fit. And you know, with whatever happens with Tracy Walker, I, I like Tracy Walker as a player too. Yeah. So yeah. I, the versatility of you know the different skill sets that all of those guys have and, and the trust knowing that they're going to play them the right way. You know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of that. Quandry Diggs is still a really good player. I can see interceptions, him yeah. more yeah. interceptions than any other safety since he was traded. And, and, and yeah. by the way, more than double the amount of interceptions that the Lions defensive backs have in that same time period, taking out a money or a warrior. The other thing, the shift in this kind of defensive Remarkable. scheme does is it covers a need you had at linebacker. It, it, it kind of removes one of your higher level draft needs yes. from running things the way you were before. They, they need you know one. What I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. need one. But, but that's different. It's completely different than where they would have been had they not changed things up. And I think right. this is a real big help for them and kind of belies a little bit about the draft strategy and what they're doing. We're going to scheme a little bit about the players around the players we got. We're looking at a different set of players than being able to play this. So let's let's move the scheme into that. So I think this kind of gives us a little bit of information. And the linebacker the that they need, do they need – Do you, I mean, are we thinking he's more of a run-stop sort of in-the-box player, or does he need to be a coverage guy? A Jelani Devai, 240-pound thumper. Based uh, on <laughs> – 
Based on Derek, what we saw from Derek Barnes this year, because he will be one of the starting linebackers on yeah. the team next year. Yeah. Again, one of the two. There will be two. Two. Not three. Not four. Two. Derek Barnes is one of them. He is your in-the-box run guy. He's got to get better at it, but he's better at that potential than he was in coverage this year, which was painful to watch. Yeah. So now I think I think you can get it. The free agent market for off-ball linebackers this year is wild, and it's cheap. You can get the NFL's leading tackler last year, Foye Olukon, who, by the way, sealed the win for the Atlanta Falcons against the Detroit Lions with an interception. $5 million. Like, less than you're going to pay Josh Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Devondre Campbell, maybe $6 million. First team all pro in his first year in Green Bay. Jeff? Five there is a video. Uh, it's a. It's great that you brought him up. I've kind of forgotten about this, but there's a Senior Bowl video of the Lions, and um, there's a discussion about a 28 year old free agent who plays really well coming downhill, and he'll be 29 before the season starts. And they're talking about a defensive player who fills gaps and is good against the run and all the stuff. And I'm thinking, who's 28 years old right now and is a free agent? Devonte Campbell. Who's going to be 29 <laughs> at the start of the season? Devonte Campbell. There you go. Right? I mean, add him to the mix, and, and like you guys are saying. You're done. You, you, you don't you, need to address you can, that Then you can draft a late-round late, late round guy or sign a, a – a, a, maybe Anthony Pittman steps up. I doubt it. Maybe maybe Tavante Beckett steps up. I doubt it. But you, yeah. you never know. But you can then you can get a, a, a sixth or a seventh-round guy that you can bring in for specific situations, let him go crazy on special teams, yep. and, and see what you got. It, it, it totally eliminates the need – um, I I know we already banged on Nicobe D, but also like Devin Lloyd. Um, I, I think the earliest they would consider would be uh, Damone Clark, just because of the connection that he has with Kelvin Shepard, which Kelvin talked to us about in Mobile personally. Um, the, the way his face lit up, it's it's hard to not ignore that. But that's the guy that you're getting at 66 and yeah. no higher. <laughs> yep. And there are other guys too. Like Troy Anderson from uh, Troy you know, Anderson was a killer in the combine. The buzz for that guy—I don't think he's going to be there at sixty-six. Anymore. He might not be. I mean, he played quarterback and uh, running back until like three years ago, so super raw. But a special teams monster, a guy who can develop into something for you. You know, um, I mean, I do think it's the best—it's the best use of resources to fill that coverage position in free agency with a cheap option instead of drafting one early. Definitely. You know, I just, yeah. I think 32, 34 are premium, premium picks. Yeah. I'd really get that, that, that veteran. The, there's so many good veterans that are going to be out there. Malcolm Smith is a guy, really good coverage backer for Cleveland. Can't tackle anybody. He can cover like Anthony Walker is going to be out there. There's a whole Bobby Wagner is now out there. You're not, you're obviously not going to want to pay Bobby Wagner $10 million anymore. But if he wants to come play for seven and a quarter for a couple of years, sure. Yeah. And there, there will be more. And the other thing with guys like that, you can wait till after June 1st, which means that you can cut Trey Flowers after June 1st, save an extra $6 million in cap room, and use that to disperse amongst veterans so you can go high hog earlier. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea a lot. So I, I know we're not necessarily calling this a free agency prediction show. 
I think that if they're signing somebody next Wednesday, it's going to be an off-ball linebacker like a Devondre Campbell. We're calling it the race to free agency, Riz. Go nuts. Let's go. Get behind the wheel. Take that car off the road. If I'm doing a reaction video to a Lions signing next Wednesday night, it's going to be an off-ball linebacker who will be their leading tackler next year. (laughs) That'd be great. We should be thrilled about that. Yep. Yep. Love it. I love Love it. it. All right. Williams, like you said, he wasn't tagged. I didn't see him getting tagged. Uh, going back, sorry, I, I have to go. Not, back not in New Orleans. They don't, nah, no, they, they don't, the money. You know, they don't have the money. They're up against it in a variety of ways. And it's just how much, how much do you, because he's only 25. Yep. He's a foundational player. He is not, he's not a guy who's uh, coming in at the end of his career looking for one last payday. Right. You know what I mean? He, he's Matthew a, fits that bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you're building around him. He's yeah. a player that you, there are players in this class who are older than him, yeah, you know, yeah, in the yeah. draft class. Yeah. So Bernard yeah. Ryman is older than him. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, there's a receiver. Um, is it Vilas Jones is really old too? Like 24, yeah, he, he, he will be 25 as a rookie. Uh, Kenny Pickett is 24 going on 25. Like he's, he's older. I don't think that gets brought yeah. up enough when you're talking about him. That's yeah. another drawback aside from the fact that he has the freakishly small hands. Yep. Um, uh, and it's a big deal. I know that we would probably get made fun of talking about how big of a deal it is, but it's a big deal. It really, it it, it can't be emphasized how like it really is a big deal. It is more than it should be. And more than it, more than you really like that. There were some conversations in Indy last week, like, like it, it, it's it's akin to like not having a foot. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like forget it. It's a big deal. I mean, it really is. And, and you know, he's got he's got fumbles at Pittsburgh. Um, and that's you know, what you're going to hear people ball. talk about him. That's a playing at Pittsburgh. And it's like, well, but they don't play into December. You know, in college, they don't. So, you know, if it's a cold weather wind, wind, windy city, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with him. I really don't. Yeah, I can't find it right now. We have a picture of him at the Senior Bowl holding a Gatorade bottle because he wouldn't measure. We're like, let's get that. Let's see if we can get some mathematician to calculate the circumference of the bottle and get the hand size out of it. But I know my hand covers a bottle better than his does. Uh, I was kind of all out when I saw him at the combine in the hallway inside the hotel throwing passes with his gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It was so nice in Indianapolis, too. It was the nicest weather for the I, – this was the 15th time I have been to Indianapolis. This was the nicest weather. Now, granted, I was only there for three days, but it was glorious. I wore shorts. Are you going to tell us awesome. what the wind in the stadium is? Are you pulling a full T.O. right now? <laughs> I, I, I did not go – I was not in Lucas Oil Stadium. That's that's reserved for the media okay. big weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bribing those people. Um, I did stay at the hotel. I, I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express across the street, so I, maybe, maybe I absorbed something from that. I there you know. go. I'm, I'm sure you yeah. did. But not what you thought, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the speedway station across the street was a little shady. Just leave the black light at home. You'll sleep better. Woo! <laughs> All right. So there's that. I want to I wanna really, if, if you're still good, Scott, to talk about one more guy, I'd like to, I'd like to kind of pull this one up because there's a lot of speculation about it. I think there's... A narrow, you're threading a needle to make it work. I I think you're talking really low percentages. You're taking the under on this one as well. Allen Robinson, a wide receiver. Um, There's there's a couple things, right? He doesn't want to be in Chicago anymore. He doesn't. It's obvious he doesn't want to be there. His Twitter, everything else. He 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 grew up in Detroit, right? He played in Detroit. His heart obviously is in Detroit. He's got his Detroit versus everybody in his in his Twitter. 
Is there, I mean, the only way you thread the needle with A-Rob is with some kind of a hometown discount. You can't pay him the big money. You can't go out there. Let me ask you, because if I go to PFF, right, they're telling me, yeah, 15, 15 million a year. Do you sign Allen Robinson at 15 million a year for three years on this team? I do not. I, I would, I mean, to me, if, uh, if you're considering that, I understand it, but I think it, there's a better use of your, re- we, we talked about it. Yeah. I, you know, I would be drafting wide receiver at 32 and another one at 66 to cover those needs. Um, I don't know that they need to do that, but yeah. I mean, it just seems like um, an unnecessary use of resources unless they're sold on him being like a true legit uh, you know, backside X, uh, you know, like a guy, like the guy, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they, if they determine that they absolutely need that, I don't know that they do. So that's where I'm coming from. It is. I don't know that it's as big and like, I don't know that Alan Robinson is, is as big a need here as what he might be elsewhere. Yep. And this doesn't make any sense. No, no. And, and, and his age, right. He's going to be 29. So that makes yeah. him 31, 32 if he's, if, to sign him again. He's not going to get a second contract. And we're talking about the team, and we're talking about where's the window, 2023, 24, 25. He's, he's going to be gone in the middle of that window. Is that really the hole that you want to create a guy who, if he plays I as don't. well as you think? I, right? want, I want rookies developing exactly. and flourishing into something big. Or as that window opens up. Or if you sign someone, again, I'm going to go back to my thinking on like a guy like Christian Kirk, who's 25. He's a younger guy. You're going yeah. to get him through that window, and then you're not going to, right right as you're hitting, you're not going to be looking for a, a key uh, replacement for a player, right? You've got a guy that can kind of help carry you in and carry you through if he, if he matures to where you want him to be. And if not, well, then you can replace him. But A-Rob, you're going to have to make, find a replacement in the middle of this big change and it's a it's a it's a must hit replacement and jeff mentioned it earlier a lot of the receivers that we thought would hit the market have not so yep. i think his price is probably higher than that yep, yep. I, you know and he's a really good player uh it would be a great story for him to come back to detroit play with the lions i'm sure he would be productive i'm sure that uh you know he'd be a nice player here it's just that's a lot of money for where they are and i have you down here as all in on calvin ridley is, is this true <laughs> No, <laughs> no, that's an amazing just, story. Let me scratch what that out really idiot. quick. Idiot! Oh my in. god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yep. don't know where we got that. Sorry, I must have. How many burners do you need? Like, I have a burner phone. I'm nobody. Like, dude, it's not that hard. <laughs> I, it's amazing. It is just an amazing thing. That whole thing from when he left the team to now is just. I, I feel like there's going to be a thirty for thirty someday on that. Uh, that'll be mind blowing. Like the stuff he's, that went on. He's 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 done. He's done. No one. I, I don't know how you would look that. at him and and uh, put any trust in him to sign him in in two years. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the what where the value is with him right now. I don't know. Definitely, you're you're looking for a guy who beats his fiance. That's that's the that's the big step. Well, I mean, right? with the, a two game you can find those guys. <laughs> I, I just I'm like, sadly, wow. there's a lot of them, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I say that and I, and I don't you know, I don't mean to make light of that actual type of thing. Right. And also, there's a thing I saw a study years ago that NFL players compared to society as a whole are actually uh, are, are less 
yeah felony inclined if you will i, I don't know yeah. how to say that right but uh so they actually uh, offend at a lower rate than the general populace it's so just we it's, know every time one of them exactly, steps exactly. you know makes a, a bad step right like you know, we know uh it is amazing the the discipline and, and the way <laughs> it just seems so out of touch yeah yeah i mean the gambling thing has, has become such a big deal um and it's everywhere it and it's promoted crazy. everywhere. It's, it's, yeah, you Scott, think, you live uh, in Michigan. You know, every other freaking ad is <laughs> is th- what is it? Three or the yeah. rivers, or Bet River, or Caesar, or God knows what. There's yep. There, I, live, I live in West Michigan, where we've got all the you know, we, we've got we've got all the the tribal casinos over on this side of the state. So we get they all have their own. Oh, it's it's crazy, and, and I also get Chicago ads for yeah like, going down to Hollywood. I can't even it's, get it's a sports insanity. book in Florida. It's driving me nuts. We had it for like a month and a half, and then they shut it down, and it's all on appeal. And it's like, come on, guys, let's let's do this. Come on, um, yeah. So you know what? What was I've seen the tweet? I didn't see this. Did he tweet this? I bet fifteen hundred dollars. I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, he, walk away from the Twitter machine, there, but, chief. Oh my god! But so. Let's think back. Here's so this is this is what's so weird about the NFL. Okay, I remember when Tony Romo first started out, and he he was up there with 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 Jim Nance, and I bet you five bucks it's a run to the right the next play. He said that on the air, right? He's like ready to gamble with Nance as an announcer on the NFL and former player. I'm like, I probably you probably don't want that on there, right? Probably, probably don't want to do that. Tony Romo's got to be smarter than that too. And, and he hasn't yeah. said it. I mean, he did it for that one or two games, and then they really came down. It never happened again. But that that was part of what made him so great early, right? He's like he was like he was. The, your buddy sitting next to you on the couch watching the game. Uh, now, now but, we, now we are. The next Lions Stadium will be named after a sports book. Well, There's no doubt about it. So here's the thing. Let's take the next, Arena. Uh, all yeah. the all the gambling kind of interspersed in here with the with the league, and you look at the old <laughs> the old XFL, and you had the ta- the transparency in the booth on the replays. Let's be honest. There is so much controversy in officiating. If you're gonna bring the gambling in, you have to clear up the, the, the transparency, don't you? Because yes. if without without the transparency, you've now created the worst op, the worst. I mean, you you might as well say have good Goodell. I bet you fifteen hundred bucks the Falcons win this week, right? I mean, that's where you're at at this point. If you don't get, yeah, the I mean, it's just they can't have players doing. They just can't, right. and it's and it's yeah. abundantly it's, it's clear very, to the players that they can't. It's very Jeez. explicitly listed in their contracts, and there is a sign. I can tell you where it is in Ford Field, and I can also point you to the one in Allen Park. I know exactly where they are. That says. <laughs> Any sort of gambling of any type, not just on football, is strictly forbidden while you are a, a playing employee of the Detroit Lions. And I'm, yeah. I guarantee you that's in every other locker room, too. Yeah. I know I'm it's sure in Cleveland. It I know it's in Cincinnati. How do you, how do you get so arrogant? And stupid. I mean, it's a it's a weird combination that your your account login is Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. I mean, is that like, look, you know, people might not know who I am walking around town. I'm going to go ahead and wear a I'm a I am Calvin Ridley shirt and the hat. And like, how do you do this? What is this thinking? That's Ace Freely wearing the I'm Ace Freely T-shirt when he said in the concert. Like, so he remembers who he is. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. The story. I mean, it really is. Uh, it's an incredible story. Boy. I don't know how it happens. I mean, it just it's mind numbing. You've had enough of that shit. Yes, we have, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, yes, Coach. There you go. All right. You aren't wrong. Woof. Well, I bet you fifteen bucks we're close to the end of the show. 
I, I don't have that now. money right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can own it. All right. I'm going to go to Louisville and buy souvenirs for my daughter's volleyball team all weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can finally hear again. Let me just tell you. I was in, so I, I blew out of the combine early so I could take my daughter to a very prestigious volleyball tournament in Louisville. 134 volleyball courts in one area with 12 girls on each team, two teams on each net, all screaming at the same freaking time. Oh Scott, you God. and I went, we saw Metallica together. Yeah. This was it's, so much louder than that. I imagine it was. And just I like can't imagine girls. that's a good thing. You screamed just like those girls, be honest. Oh. <laughs> I, I did when my daughter's team beat the reigning national champs. Oh, man. I've, so, props, to, props to Far Out, far out National 13U for uh, coming in second in the biggest tournament that's not the national tournament. Let me let me ask you guys, what's your my best? My daughter's awesome. What's your best, <laughs> what's your best uh, Metallica concert? Well, the early days. Yeah, yeah. I remember honest, 4th yeah. of July at Pine Knob before it was DTE and then Pine Knob again. That was a really, really good one. So the first one I saw was Monsters of Rock Tour. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest, I went to see Dokken and Scorpions. <laughs> That's what I was into at the time. Um, I then saw Metallica again on the Reload Tour, which is not their best catalog of no, work. No. Uh, and then I saw them... In 06? Um, and I, well, I, I see, I got, to, I, I'm one of the blessed souls. I got to see them at SM, so I'm partial to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I won, I, that was the day that Columbine happened. I won, I was in San Francisco doing work. I, I, nobody was listening to the radio. They had a call in for tickets. I won. So I, mm-hmm. I went, I, t- I took the guy who was in the r- hotel room next to me from the, the Vallejo Holiday Inn, and we went to the <laughs> SM show together. Uh, the second night, it was incredible. Uh, and then, I, then I saw them one other time, and then I saw them with Scott. And honestly, seeing them at Comerica when, when Scott and I, they were they were really good, man. Yeah, it was good. It was loud. Um, I saw them at the good. State Theater in Detroit, which yes. is now the Fillmore, and it was awesome. Yeah. Oh. I but saw that was the the uh, they're they're great. They're they're great. It's just you know, um, I think the older stuff is hundred percent. I saw them know. open for Ozzy uh, on Master of Puppets. Wow. I saw him at Monsters of Rock, and that's when I worked at 99.5 in uh, in Detroit. So I had backstage passes. So here I am. I'm underage as far as under 21. Had all area passes. I could I could walk. I mean, they're, they're making everybody stay in their seats. It's a nine-hour show. They're panicked about what kind of violence or whatever could break out. No alcohol for sale during the show. Nine hours long. No alcohol available. I, I could walk right up with a film camera back in the day, right, and take pictures from, like, right at the front barrier of the team or the, give, the band. Go backstage. <laughs> hang out with them. Meet them. Got a picture with Newstead. You know, talk with, with, with uh, Hatfield. Cool as hell. Drank beers out the rear the whole time i was to hanked underage when i left there when we met van halen we were like almost funneling we were shotgunning beers in back waiting for eddie and, and, and sammy to come back but the coolest part was i saw him up in saginaw on the tour right afterward and i took i got the picture of me and new stein signed by new right i gotta dig that up that's a form those were always the best metallica shows ever man those were i mean the access part was cool but man they, they jammed back then. That was like, it was oh, new. Yeah. It was, it was, it was forbidden, right? You, you, yep. you, now you'll hear it in an elevator, right? You wouldn't even hear it on the radio back then. It was, yep. it was good times. Good times. Ah, uh, Loretto, Metallica and Godsmack in 95. It's a good year. It's a good year. All right. Oh. Let's talk about. That's a long time ago for Godsmack. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When I, when I saw them in that era, uh, uh, Days of the New and Jerry Cantrell opened. Mm-hmm. I saw Lollapalooza. 
Days of God, the New. Was it? Wow. They weren't good. So <laughs> no, but it's just that's so long ago. It's, it it makes, is. Yeah. Wow. And then, then a week later, I saw Van Halen with Our Lady Peace at the same place at the uh, the outdoor theater in, in uh, outside of Cleveland. Outside Mike Hodges Cleveland. checking in. I thought Riz was hanging like a deadhead for the Steve Miller Band U.S. tour. That's that's actually Oh, die! <laughs> die! <laughs> I forgot about his love for Steve Miller and the rest of the band. If I could go back in time and eliminate the birth of one person, it would be Steve Miller. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Choose, he didn't choose Hitler. <laughs> it's he's, amazing. He, he's on the fence on Hitler. I guess Steve Miller. Oh, uh, you know, no good. He's on the fence though. Steve Miller can <laughs> die. The only person I've ever preemptively blocked on Twitter was Steve Miller. I don't want anything to do with that <laughs> bastard. And his musical crimes against humanity. <laughs> Hate the Steve Miller band. <laughs> Do with that what you want. All right. Hey, if you're going out, you're getting your stuff. It's that kind of time. It's You don't want to go out and see people. They, they, they're still getting sick. There's still stuff going on. People are pretty generally horrible. You want to buy your stuff? Head on over to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They'll take you right over to the site. You won't notice anything. They'll throw a little cookie saying, hey. Riz, Chris, we sent you over there, and you know what they do? They share a little bit of Bezos money with us. doesn't cost you any more, but it takes that son of a bitch out of the sky. Who wants him flying over and wrecking your night sky with his stupid rockets? Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Support the podcast by doing something you weren't going to do anyway. With that, Scott, man, we love having you on. You want to you hang out for the you. close? You mind hanging out? Anytime. Do the whole thing and Anytime. just kind of listen to the whole spiel at the end? It's kind of fun. I'm, I'm going to roll. I have. Uh, so here's the thing. When you have kids who are doing extracurriculars and they've got homework that they have to do, and I can hear them not doing the homework that they have to do, <laughs> we're going to go handle that. Good, good, good on you, Scott. Good. <sighs> yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, thanks appreciate it. We, we've got to have man. you come in again. Um, if not Anytime. before the draft, cer- certainly after the draft, we can recap and, and get your thoughts on what, what all has happened. Mock draft I'm, show. I'm available for you guys anytime. Mock draft show. Know. First week of April-ish is what we're looking for, but I'll get in touch. With the, I'll DM you. We'll get together. and We'll do our uh, first Sounds round, great. full first round draft. Maybe we'll go to the second pick of the, the second round just for fun. Yeah, we can do that. All right. All right, Good, brother. Good Thanks, hanging man. with you guys. I appreciate it. You too. Appreciate you too. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Bischoff. Thank Woo! you. Hey, guys. It's all right. See you later, buddy. We'll talk to you. All right. Scott Bischoff leaving. You've had enough of that shit. No, no, coach. No, no. coach. No. no, we love Scott. Scott's we love Scott. Awesome. He's great. <laughs> what, no, what are we doing? Scott, Scott's brother at the Metallica concert was also great. That was fun guy. What are we doing? I mean, we get him on and we could talk forever, right? And and it's we, like. We, we, we did, actually. We have, <laughs> it's 830. We don't have him on enough, man. What are we doing? What are we thinking <laughs> over here? Okay, okay, we got all that going on. Uh, Mark, he's got faith. No more Guns and Roses and Metallica, ninety-three-ish. The Silver Dome, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, those were those were great days. Those were great days for Metallica and and a lot of music. I, Lollapalooza. I'll tell the story. Maybe St. Jude next time in the middle of the night because some of these stories. <laughs> I told you about my crash. We, we, we didn't have right? a music hour during the, the yeah. next. Uh the next one that'll be fun my Lollapalooza story is is pretty pretty crazy maybe we'll get brian brian burkheiser from i prevail to come join us friend friend of the show friend to you and i yeah would, yeah, would be great uh, he, he i'm not sure he would do something he's, for us. he's like one of those guys he's right in there it's 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 one of those things where we have a guy who's like famous right and does this all this great great like creative awesome stuff and you meet him and and it's not like you met your hero and you're disappointed. He's a really freaking good doc. He's like the one of the guys that I put up and say doing this whole podcast. What are we almost at eight years now, right? 
Oh, we're getting really close. Doing this podcast, one of those guys that, that really points to, I, I look at him and so many people. I've met so many freaking awesome people and made so many great friends. Was, Riz, you, yeah. you, you're one of them, right? I know. Through oh, doing this you. stuff. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. I Very few, like <laughs> the, the ratio of jerks to good people is so much lower meeting people it, through the podcast versus like walking really, around in really public. <laughs> it really is. You know, I, I, I will still, I, I, I thank you again for, for when I get a text and it says Brian, Brian B, I prevail on it. <laughs> like he texts me to ask me lions questions. It's not me like being a, a fanboy over him. Yeah, right. Like right. that, that, that blows my mind. So thank you, Brian. I know you do watch. Thanks buddy. And Please come to Grand Rapids. We, we got to get him on and do some gasoline. Just I, I that's I, I you know, they've got a lot of great music. That one is my song. It's on my workout thing. And it's been for like I've, I switch my workout mix all the time. It's been there since it came out. That it, song is it, my it, just it, like it's a banger. Um, Bow <clears throat> Down is actually my daughter's warm up song when she's uh, warming up for basketball. Great song. So, great song. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. All right. There you go. Talking music. We've, 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 we've kept these people for way too long, Chris. It's time like, to call it a night. They like it. They, they, they like learning about they, it. I know they like it, but... They like learning about it. You, you gotta go. Let's be honest. I, I do, too. I, I got a lot of shit. I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing the Slack chat, Riz. All right. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, great way to support the show, and you get access to the Slack. With a $5 commitment per month on the Patreon, you will get the ultimate deliciousness in intelligent chat it is the very very best uh also follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast please please give us a call there uh a follow there we appreciate that when everyone that has jumped in there lately there's been a lot of you that have, have hopped in thank you so much don't forget to do at jeff risden as well he's he's a decent follow he knows a thing or two every now and then <laughs> He's one of those guys. You just got to have him on the list because it's Lions, I guess. You know, whatever. All right. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. Did you hear the end when, when with of the show last time with Sam? when you watched it, did you get you bounce out at the at the last part? Because I, I did bounce out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it because it was one of the funniest moments in 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 ages. I'll, I have to play it. I know it made the rounds in the Slack. I still haven't revisited oh, it. It's hilarious. All right, give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. And. Give us a call at Lions Line or call us the Lions Line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. We love your calls. We'll take your messages. We'll put them on the air. We'll do our thing. Don't forget, next week, no show on Wednesday. Chris has got stupid travel and work and stuff coming. We won't have a live show, but we will have content for you. It just won't be directly interactive. Yep. Like, subscribe so you get access to that. Watch us on Twitter. That's the other place to see when this stuff's coming out. But absolutely uh, uh, subscribe and hit the bell so you know when that stuff comes out. Because when free agency hits, we're going to be going out like fire on the, the 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 kind of produced videos versus the live videos all night make sure to go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast why risk why would you subscribe to the podcast so we can come into your ear holes automatically that's right thank you for tuning in we're going to see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems because we are your detroit lions and reddit connection thank you all for tuning in we love you Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.